so glad you're here. This is Josh Optical Podcast, and I am back with an unexpected, unplanned, impromptu, like everything I do, uh, episode for you guys. Where I, this is just a catch up, and I'm going to try my best to make it valuable to you because nobody cares what somebody else is up to if it doesn't do something for them. So I'm going to try and do something for you. I do want to tell you about some amazing things that have happened. I got to be part of the Red House podcast with Tyler Nail. Yes, Tyler Nail. Stokes County boy and fantastic songwriter and just a deep, thoughtful guy, uh, my kind of guy who's here in Stokes County and he's doing a wonderful new podcast. His first episode you've got to check out is with Andy Tennille, co-owner of the Ramcat here in the Winston-Salem. I say here, I'm not really in Winston-Salem, but I am kind of, you know, I live here more or less. Uh, and former tour photographer for Tom Petty and uh, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Incredible stories in there. If you're at all interested in Winston-Salem culture, uh, in the music culture of the East Coast and North Carolina and Winston-Salem in particular, uh, just so many great stories of the old Ziggy's coming up and going across country and Tom Petty and, and all these legends that he's met and the, the deep nuggets of wisdom. And like most deep nuggets of wisdom, they're real simple, usually. It's just stuff that we uh, take for granted or think is cliche and don't want to deal with because the real knowledge is very simple and not easy to execute. Uh, please listen to that. That's a Red House with Tyler Nail. Look that up right now if you're listening to this. That's a better podcast than this one. Uh, I got to be on the next episode, uh, which was great. Talked a lot about social media and all the stuff that I'm creating here and all over the internets and why I think artists should be doing that if they want to get known better. If you don't want to get known better, if you're happy at the level that you are, then there's no need to do anything different than what you're doing. But if you want to get known more, and I don't know a single artist who doesn't want more people to hear their work, uh, you should probably be making stuff. So that's what I mostly talked about. And uh, then next week, they're going to have Mr. Doug Davis, uh, producer, owner at Flytrap Music and uh, Winston-Salem music juggernaut in the community and in production and then uh, uh, entertaining, making live shows, playing with this 80s rock cover band, The Plaids, all kinds of good stuff that is coming there too. Okay, so that is one thing. Uh, next, I want to go a little bit weird here and go pretty personal uh, and to say that today is my 19th day living without alcohol in my life. Um, I've done that multiple times in the past, including once for more than a year, a year and a half. And why would anybody care about this? Um, to make it valuable to you, I think it's worth trying uh, for anybody. And this, this is the most helpful thing I could say is to try and get out of a mindset for just a moment, entertain the thought that it might not be about whether you quote unquote have a problem or not. It might not be about whether you have any kind of ism or ick uh, attached to your name. Maybe just think this is an experiment uh, or just think what would my life look like with this change. And instead of thinking of it as without alcohol, i.e. without fun and nostalgia and all the things that we're constantly sold are true about alcohol since we're way too young to drink because of movies, TV, media, advertisements. Instead, just think, you know, this is one simple step that affects a lot of variables in my life. It affects every single variable in your life. And uh, it is you know, not to be a teetotaler. It's just true. It's, it is a poison. Uh, and it is also true that it causes seven different types of cancer. I think we're in a place with alcohol in our culture right now, like we were with tobacco in the forties and fifties. And nobody wants to hear this, of course. So everybody's turned it off by now, but the fact is doctors know it's bad and they know it's a lot worse than we are culturally ready to, 
accept. And so they're not pushing it too hard and a huge sector of our economy is tied up in it. So, uh, and also like tobacco, there are plenty of people who are able to, you know, take a, a calculated risk and, you know, enjoy it in the way they want to enjoy it. So it's not about uh, being a teetotaler. It's not about me being on some campaign for everybody to be alcohol free. Um, but I'm, I am saying that it's made a tremendous difference in my life every time that I've done it. Uh, and every time that I go back to uh, living free of alcohol, I'm like, why did I ever stop doing this? Because my sleep is better. My weight is better. My attitude is better. My anxiety is better. My depression is better. My relationships are better. My work is better. My ambition is better. My guitar playing is better. There's every single thing in my life is better. My money is better. Everything is better. Uh, so it's, it's worth a shot if you're interested. If there's any part of you hearing this and you're still listening and you think, yeah, maybe, I don't know, like I've thought about this and I've thought maybe this isn't going so well for me, but I'm just not ready. You know, it doesn't have to be forever. Just if you normally drink three times a week, try drinking one time a week. You know, if you normally drink seven times a week, then by all means, try drinking, you know, four times a week. Uh, any kind of reduction will make a positive impact in your life and it might be worth a shot for you. Uh, okay. So other than that, uh, I just want to say, keep on keeping on. There have been some really hard challenges in me and my partner Kendra's life. Um, Kendra lost a family member in a tragic way in September. Um, Misty, I'm so sorry that I never got to meet Misty, uh, but she had a huge impact and, uh, that was a huge impact to me and to Kendra and will continue to be, we're going into the holidays. It's tough, you know, when you're a kid, if you're lucky enough to have uh, nice holidays around your childhood, you think, why would anybody be sad at the holidays? You live long enough and you understand, uh, eventually it's just math. There's going to be losses. Enough of them are going to be close enough to the holidays or close enough to your family and the people you associate with the holidays that they can be really tough. So, uh, hang in there, uh, make the most of the good moments. Remember that, uh, positives and negatives do not cancel each other out. This is not a scale that can coexist and there's going to be positives and there's going to be negatives. So, uh, feel what you need to along the hard side of things and, uh, allow yourself to feel the things that will benefit you uh, that you also need to feel the easy things, the fun things. Uh, don't dismiss them just because they're easy. Don't think they're not important. Uh, take time. Our brains are hardwired to notice what is dangerous. Uh, we are creatures, we are animals, and we are uh, wired for survival. And things that are easy and pleasant, they just don't register uh, in the same way for our brains because uh, we are evolved from animals that lived in very, very dangerous conditions. And if you're listening to this podcast, it's safe to say that you are not among the humans who are still living in such dangerous conditions. But it's all happened so quickly, this incredible evolution of technology and, and health and longevity and uh, safety relative to human history, even in relatively unsafe conditions, still quite secure compared to our, our ancestors. And uh, we just have not had time to evolve and to realize that it's okay to notice and relish in the good things. Uh, there are so many good things. There are so many good things. And again, it, you might be going through a hard time. You might be saying, Josh, you know, screw you. I, I, don't, I don't feel that way. And uh, I'm not here to argue with you, but I am here to say that give it enough time and look back and you might see it differently. Uh, so here we are. It's a good day. You're live. If your family is well, you're having an amazing day. If the people you love are well and with you, you're having a great day. If you've got clean water, you're having a great day. If you've got employment that supports you, and by all means, if it gives you any kind of fulfillment, you're having a great day. 
it's so easy to look at what all is terrible. It's just so easy. And I'm so grateful that over years of training my brain, uh, it's easier for me to see what is good than it is for me to see what is bad. That is possible for you if you're a cynic, if you're a negative person. And I'm not judging that. I've been both of those things most of my life. Uh, it comes from your circumstances and sometimes your DNA, but it, it, recovery is possible. It is possible to see life as positive no matter uh, what is going on, no matter the shape of the world. It is possible to be happy. Uh, it's all between your ears. You can be in the most perfect conditions ever created and still be a miserable person. We all know that. We all know that because there's so much misery amongst us here in the, one of the uh, wealthiest countries in the world. And if the first thing you want to point to is the wealth inequality that's very real and very much needs rectification, that's fair. And let me remind you that the poorest among us are still much, much, much richer and more secure than uh, the majority of the inhabitants of the world at this time and certainly through the past. So no amount of security guarantees happiness. Uh, no amount of insecurity guarantees misery. I'm not saying there's no relationship between those things, but just don't think for a minute, don't believe for a minute that having all your physical needs provided for is a guarantee to happiness because we know that that is not true. It's absolutely not true. So uh, keep working on the physical side, get the things you want, go after them, work, get them, take advantage of your opportunities, whatever they are, be they at your job, be they on the internet, uh, hopefully both. I hate for anybody to be reliant on their job for their well, entire well-being in this day and age. It's a, it's a risky move. Uh, focus on the physical things that you want to change. But amongst that, work on seeing the good, seeing what you want to see, leaning into what you want to exist in the world in your own mind. Because that's the place where it's going to start. By the way, I am no believer in the secret. I'm not saying you're just going to imagine a pile of money and then it's going to show up. I'm saying that your experience, what you experience in your consciousness is not the same as your circumstances. There's a huge gap between what your circumstances are and what your experience is. Your experiences may be out of your control. Uh, I'm sorry, your circumstances may be not completely within your control, but your experience is remarkably uh, influenceable because your experience is what your brain creates out of what the input of your circumstances is. And it is very much influenceable. Your thoughts, you, your thoughts are the thing that come between the input of your circumstances and the output of your experience, meaning what your brain creates as being your own consciousness. You can influence it. You can affect it. It takes time. It's not something that happens all at once, but you can have a more positive life. You can have a more happy life. Even if none of the circumstances changed, you can do it. Think on purpose be on purpose. It is possible. I love you guys. I appreciate you listening so much. And let me know if any of this helped you. Let me know if you checked out Red House Podcast with Tyler Nail. And uh, let me know if you did that little experiment, any part of it that I suggested. And let me know how it helped you. We'll see you. Bye.